another episode of Unleashed with Eva. I know it's been a while since we've talked, since you've seen me, but I thank you all for sharing, liking, and subscribing to my videos. Tonight, I'm here with a dynamic author um, of a book, a daily devotional that I, that I found her on social media, and this daily devotional has blessed my life. So I wanted to bring her so that you can meet her. She's right here in Birmingham, Alabama. And I want y'all to know we don't have to search far to find the world's greatest authors. They are right here in Birmingham, Alabama. But Miss Tamika Taylor, Broken to Better Women's Daily Devotional. Uh, I want you guys to go look it up on Amazon, on Books a Million, on Barnes and Noble. And it's also available at Walmart. But that author is here with us on tonight. Tamika, how are you doing tonight? I'm great. How about yourself? I'm doing awesome. Thank you so much for joining us. And so I started thinking um, last week, knowing that we would talk this week, and I started saying, well, how did I meet her? And then <laughs> we met on Facebook. You were being interviewed by Pastor Rashad yes. for his podcast. And yeah. I think somehow we connected. And from there, I've been watching your, uh, your status. And I was like, I like her. <laughs> And I said the same thing about you. And I think the week after my interview with him, you had yours. And I was like, okay, I like her. <laughs> that was the first thing I said. And so I was following and I just, I, I, I absolutely loved your interview as well with him. And so I, I'm, I too try to link up with, with positive women, especially positive black women, because that's kind of hard to come by these days. <laughs> yes, so, yeah. yes. So yes. tell our listeners who you are in your own words. Well, I am Tamika Krosky Taylor. I am actually, uh, I'm about to turn 44 years old. I, I always lead with this because this is the most important thing in my life. I have three children and I have one grandbaby. <laughs> so I'm a new Gigi, honey. And I call my, my Gigi stands for gorgeous granny. I don't know what the mother Gigi stands for, but my stands for gorgeous granny. And so I'm so proud, you know, to be a grandmother and I'm proud of my adult children. They're, you know, thriving in life. So that's, that's the, the, the most important part to me. And the second thing, I am a licensed cosmetologist. I've been a hairstylist for 15 years. This is my 15th year as a licensed cosmetologist. But I think what, what kind of, uh, makes most people shocked is that I've actually been at the same salon for 15 years. I've never been in another salon. And so I have to publicly say Audrey's Touch and Beauty <laughs> over in the East Lake area is where I've been employed for 15 years. And that led me on this journey, honestly, that salon. I walked in that door uh, my last year, uh, my last semester in cosmetology at Lawson State to do my co-op and the lady that worked there, that owned it, I went in there for a co-op position. And her mother at the time, which was an older lady, she was the receptionist. Her mother-in-law was the shampoo tech, but I had been referred there by my instructor. And she said, well, Mika, you will like that shop because you know, I, at that time I had two kids and I had a husband, a full-time job. I didn't have time for the riffraff. And I wanted to go to a very mature salon, you know, where I wasn't going to have any issues with drama. And so when I walked in, I heard the gospel playing. And I said, hmm, I said, okay, Lord, I hear you, <laughs> you know? And so I talked to that lady, and as y'all can see already, I'm a talker. And I was trying to say, well, I want to come and, you know, do a couple. She said, well, I haven't had a student in years. I don't really do that anymore. And I was like, okay. And I talked to her. I said, well, here's my business card. If you change your mind, give me a call. And so as soon as I got to the door, 
I heard her mother in the background and said, her nickname, all the nicknames is D. And she said, D, take that baby. There's something about her. <laughs> and so that began a whole shift in my life spiritually. Because not only did I walk into this awesome Christian salon that I've been at for 15 years, I gained Audrey's my family now. And I gained a church family. Her brother is my pastor. And her brother's been my pastor for the last 12 years, Pastor Will Goodman III. So that's, <laughs> you know, my pastor. That's my pastor, girl. That's <laughs> so, so yeah. awesome. That's so awesome. <laughs> yeah, so that's kind of where it all began. <laughs> that's awesome. And it was, it was through that salon. Um, I had a client to tell me one time, you know, I'm an encourager. I thrive on being an encourager. And so she said, you've been ministering to us behind, from behind this chair for years. And I said, ministering? I said, well, I just encourage the people. And she said, no, you've been ministering to us for, for years. And you know, they say your hairstylist is your therapist. I'm, honey, I'm their therapist, but a lot of days they mine. Because I tell people, it's a two-way street relationship. Yes. You know, they pour into me, I pour into them. And so that's where the broken to better women's conference derived from just God giving it to me. I started the conferences first and last year would have been my third year. And uh, because we had to cancel due to the pandemic, uh, God said, you still have work to do. And so he gave me the book and I was like, I've never written a book day before my life. <laughs> and I was like, so you expect for me, Lord, to write a 365 day devotional. <laughs> in a matter of a couple of months and have it published by the end of the year. So I came away from social media for four months and here we have broken to better women's daily devotional. Here we are. Here we are. (laughs) That's beautiful. That's beautiful. I love, and I'll just reiterate again. I love seeing books and I love um, seeing books by women, particularly Mm -hmm. black women and the topic that you have broken to better. When you read it, when you pick it up, you already know. Like you're expecting something like, I'm like, Let, what's in here? Let me see what's in here. But you talked about something that I wanted to rewind back to that I normally ask my guests, but because we were interviewing you about your book, I was trying not to bring into my book. But in my book, I talk about breadcrumbs to purpose and saying that God gives us life experiences, our gifts and our passions that can kind of lead us to what our purpose is. And you talked about your life experience walking into that salon and basically asking a question, feeling like you should ask the question. And then from there, you were guided to even where you are today. And I would you know, dare to say that's got you to the conference and that's gotten you to this book as well. But being able to have a place where you were able to express your gifts, more than one gift and the yes. things that you were passionate about, that is key, that is pivotal. pivotal. And I just, I just love that. So let me ask you this. What would you say, as much as you know, is your divine purpose in life, the purpose that you are meant to be here? It's to help broken women. And the reason why it is, and I know that that can sound cliche because a lot of women, they have their personal ministries and it's like, okay, well, I'm called to women. I truly believe I'm called to women. (laughs) God placed me in the career he placed me in because I worked in corporate America for years. I worked at an eye surgery and disease center as an office manager. And so I was, I was working in that medical field. And, but I always had a desire to do hair. My mom used to always say, you're going to go back to doing hair. I went to college school at 18, honey. You know how it is. You want to party. You don't want to sit in nobody's class. 
So I dropped out like four months later, you know, and um, I found myself at 27 <laughs> back in school for hair. And then two years later, I was done with it. And women is my women. That's my passion. And the reason being is because of a lot of things that I've endured growing up with my childhood, with my adulthood. Uh, certain areas of broke. I didn't even realize, honestly, that so many women uh, suffered with um, being violated sexually until I started the conferences. And then when I have a woman that's texting me while I'm up there <laughs> during the conference and saying, hey, why is this woman is up here giving my entire testimony? Well, she spoke about one of the speakers and it was like, the joy I get from healing women that's my satisfaction. I even, I had another interview this week as well about the book. And she asked me, um, I told her, I said, honestly, that's the joy that I get out of the healing. I said, but what we're not going to do. And she talked about, she was the guest at my conference and she was like, oh my God, it was so powerful. I can't wait to come back. And I said, can I tell you something? Honestly, I don't want the same women coming to Broken to Better Women's Conference every year, because at some point I need you to go from broken to better. So I want to make room for the women that truly need healing. I want you to not be coming broken every year, honey. <laughs> At some point, we got to stop being broken. So I get it. You want to come to support me. But I want, I want women that truly need what I bring to the table, you know, and I want you to get healed, which is why when we dive into the book, I'll explain why I left the last few months. I, I put those where I put it. Mm. So it's just awesome to see women heal because honey, truth be told, I was that broken sister, yes. broken, broken, <laughs> and oh. still have areas of brokenness now that I, I'm continuing to work on. So we have to realize that we haven't arrived. I tell people I will arrive when I'm sitting at the right hand of my father. <laughs> That's, That's what right. I <laughs> That's right. That's right. I love it. And a lot of times, you know, your transparency, just the book title itself is transparency, right? Your transparency can actually make somebody actually step on the path towards healing and wholeness or begin to ask inquiring questions. Am I broken? You know, what areas of my life? Because there's so many different areas that you could be broken in um, and still leave some areas of our lives untapped for healing. And realizing that God is able, like I say all the time, I know God is able to heal. I know God is able to deliver. I have that as my testimony. Um, but when you see something that just makes you ask the question, am I broken? And look around in areas of your life, you might find there's an area that still needs some work or needs to start work. Um, and so I appreciate this. I appreciate, and I know you talked about already, you know, being 2020, but what would you say um, significant? Because this book was published in 2020. Um, and I love that. I love that. What would you say, what was happening in 2020 that made this book come now? Why now? Honey, well, you know, they shut the salons down. <laughs> you know, we always get so busy, you know, in our daily lives that we don't make time for things sometimes. And I've actually been writing my biography for years, but the Lord told me that that was not my first book. Because I wanted that to be my first book. Because I was like, okay, they'll buy this one. Because, honey, it's so much stuff in here that I know they will, they will be interested in reading. But the Lord said, you know, your testimony does help people, Tamika. But this, this book really conditioned me to study. It conditioned me to study more. So 
when he gave it to me, he gave it to me in a dream. And I literally laid in my bed and at three o'clock in the morning and started to type notes in my phone. And he gave me the month. And each month was centered around a different devotion. It's like, and I was like, oh my God, well, God, what am I to do with this? And so it began to unfold. Well, I wasn't working for months. So I had time to, the room that I'm in now, this is my, my 21 year old, she doesn't live here anymore. This was her bedroom. And I had been saying for the last two years that I wanted to turn this into my prayer room slash office. Well, during the pandemic, I watched God give me everything that I needed for this room. First thing I bought was a prayer bench because I wanted to make a personal altar in here. So I have a prayer bench on the other side of this desk. And so it unfolded to where, okay, the desk, God bless me to be able to get a new iMac computer. I had nothing in this room. And so when I started to buy things to go on my bookshelf, bless, let go and let God, Psalm 71, 14, I will always have hope. Those things meant something to me. So I made this my personal sanctuary. But before I had anything in here, before I painted the walls and everything, when I had that prayer bench and before I had that prayer bench, honey, I sat on the floor and I just worshiped God in this room. I worshiped God in this room. And as I, I didn't miss a beat financially, not working. I, we just shut the salon down that Saturday and I had a girlfriend and she and I feel kind of the same way about the whole cash out, posting your cash out thing. I post my cash out one time, you know, that's my birthday. <laughs> but I, I refuse to post cash out for ministry. If I'm on the free social media network, Facebook, if God gives me a word, now everybody else does things the way they do it. But God going to reward me for that, you know, for, for me coming to be a blessing. If God gives me something to tell the people, I'm not going to say, okay, uh, to sow on this word, that's just not me. And so he, um, he gave me everything that I needed and I just kept obedience. That's the key, obedience. So when I got, they shut the salon down that Saturday, Tuesday morning, I, I woke up to, my phone was just dinging, 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 dinging. And I got a phone call from a girlfriend of mine and she was bawling. And I was like, are you okay? And she was like, have you been on Facebook this morning? And I was like, no, not yet. Why? I'm asleep. And she said, log on. She said, look at your phone. One of my girlfriends who absolutely hates cash out posters, she said the Holy Spirit told her to make a post and put three hairstylists in there. For God to bless them, she said the Holy Spirit told her to put her stylist there for her to bless her own stylist and for her to open up the door for two other stylists to be blessed. And people was just so, and before the day over with, I had 800 and some dollars in cash out. And see, I'm telling you this, not to tell you about me, that was God, you know? And before the week is out, I was like, do I really have my sister? We were getting ready to go to Hawaii. My mom, my sister and I were going to Hawaii. We were taking my mom for her 65th birthday. Well, we had to cancel that in May for Mother's Day and for her birthday. Well, my sister gave me my money back. And then she says, I'm going to give you your money back Friday, your, your, your $800 for your plane tickets back Friday. She said, and I'm going to uh, just pay for me, you and mama to go when we reschedule as a gift for Mother's Day for you. So by the end of that week, I probably had $2,000, including what she paid me, sent me back, plus all the cash apps that people were just sewing. And so I hate to kind of say this, but I just need to show you how God is. I said, Lord, if you give me a certain amount of money, when I reached $500 that day, I sold to my coworkers. 
because mm -hmm. they style is off work too. And she's like, what are you doing? She's like, what are you doing? And I'm telling you, sowing and reaping is real and people don't believe it. <laughs> I'm a witness. And so what I did was I just sold and I didn't tell who I sold to. You know, I just sold. And when I kept seeing, and I was like, Lord, you just showing me you. And I tithed off my unemployment. <laughs> you know, I just believe in giving God his 10% and helping others. And so that's where the book started. And I just basically had free time, sister. I had free time and I made good use of it. I got away from social media. I fasted a lot and God dealt with me first. I thought the book was for everybody else, <laughs> but it was for me first. And I would call my, my, my mentor every night. I was like, oh my God, do you, do you know what God did today? I wrote 35 devotionals today. I've just been in a zone and I would sit here and I would move. So that's where it started. <laughs> yes, that that's a lot. And that's, yeah, the pandemic, the people that were impacted, you know, when they shut, I know they did what they needed to do to try to contain things, but the people around us that was impacted. And when you put yourself in a position for God to use you and to bless others, mm -hmm. he will give you the resources that you need oh, he did. to continue, <laughs> to continue. <laughs> And so one of the things I noticed about your book, it's um, broken down by month. There's a theme for each month. And I love that. I love that. And so what I did was when I got the book, I first thing I went to was my birthday. <laughs> and I went to my birthday, which is August 26. And I said, I want to see what she's talking about on August 26. Okay. <laughs> Everybody goes to their birthday. Yeah. And so August 26th starts off with, do you believe that God can restore, retrieve, and return everything the devil has stole from you? I believe. And so what was going on? What, when you, when you look at this, what do you think about when you hear those words, restore, retrieve, and return? My life personally. Um, I divorced my, my ex-husband about five years ago. And honestly, um, I really left for my own selfish reasons. I'm going to be honest with you. Sometimes you, you expect perfection out of a person. And we were married 12 years. We were together 14 and my ex-husband really wasn't that bad of a guy, but it took God to remove me, to show me that, you know what I'm saying? And we're friends now, you know, and he's remarried. He got remarried last year in January. But the thing is, is that Sometimes we'll move so quick because we expect perfection. And I had to, I had to go through that season of realizing Tamika, you ain't perfect. You wasn't perfect, you know? And so when I think about restoring, retrieving and returning, um, I want it back. I would, I, I, I don't like this single life. A lot of people will tell you that they, that, oh, I'm good by myself, honey. I don't. <laughs> now I don't I, you know God said he will give you the desires of your heart if you delight yourself in him and I'm delighting myself in him so I'm asking God for the desires of my heart and I desire to be married but what when it when I think about restore retrieve and return I do want to restore retrieve and things return but can I tell you something I don't I don't want that marriage again I'm believing God for something even better something new and so I believe that because God had to put, do a work in me, sometimes I, I thought God had to do a work in him. God had to do a work in me. I know that my, my next and final husband is getting the best version of Tamika because of this season of singleness. 
That's beautiful. That's so beautiful. I'm taking it back when he give it back to me and I'm going to keep it next time. <laughs> and so last night when I went to read this, there's a lot. I'm going to back up. You said a lot in that response that I think women need to hear um, around perfection and okay. around growing and just you know, a lot of people have a hard time. I'm divorced. A lot of people have a hard time talking about men divorced, but I feel like when you've healed from it, you can talk about it freely and help somebody else because I can imagine there's going to be a woman listening to this podcast who probably feels like they're not going to be able to make it. Right. They're not going to make it from the grief of the divorce, right? And hopefully that they will learn and hear and know that they can make it, that things do get better and you have to allow God to do a work in you um, and that, it can make you look back at life in a way, grow in ways that you would have never grown. So, um, yeah. so if you're listening, I hope that you just be encouraged by seeing these two women that are okay with owning that they're divorced and we are expecting the best and the last husband on this go around. So, amen. Amen. Are you ready for me? Yes. So February 24th, which was yesterday, I picked this up thinking about tonight. Uh, February, the theme was love, okay? And that makes sense. But I want to read a little bit what I read. And it's one of my favorite scriptures from Mark eleven twenty four. 24. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. Go ahead and tell me uh, what was going on here. What, what? Let me see, hold on. How many times? I'm going to go ahead and read the, the entire devotional. Go ahead. How many times have you believed that he was the one? I can honestly admit I have more times than I'd like to count. Are you in love with the idea of love? I've been guilty of that as well before myself. I can honestly say that I believe in love, but if I'm totally honest with myself, I didn't believe in it concerning the men I've dated in my past. Red flags were always presented to me that I overlooked for the sake of love, not anymore. I declare that scripture written above because the God I serve wants me to have what I ask of him. He wants me to have love. God wants me to trust and wait. I encourage you to do the same. It's on the way, sis. <laughs> it's on the way, sis. I receive it. I receive it. Is there anything else about, you know, how the composition of the book, the even the book cover, anything else about this book that's, so, that's special to you I know yeah. all of it is, but that just stands out that you like to share about it. Well, you know, uh, most books you'll have a page where it said the book is presented to. I needed that on that page. I needed to put the definition of broken and mm. the definition of better. Because you need to know what broken is mm -hmm. of a person having given up all hope, despairing. You need to know what better is. Part, partly or fully recovered from an illness, injury, or mental stress less unwell you need to know what broken is you need to know what better is and so i highly encourage every woman that is listening every and if you have women in your life go get this book for them yeah. broken to better so where can they find this book they can find this book on amazon is going to be best to, amazon if you got amazon prime you know you're going to get it quick you can get it on amazon prime amazon barnes and noble books a million um and Exceberus, which is my publishing company, but they take a couple of weeks, though, I'm just going to be honest with you. So it's probably best to get it on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Books a Million. And for Christmas, I got a Christmas present. My daughter and I, my 13-year-old, we were walking in Walmart, 
uh, probably a week before Christmas, and she we were looking at books. And she said, Mama, it would be fun if your book was at Walmart. I said, Girl, Walmart ain't gonna have my book. And uh, the day after Christmas, I woke up and I looked online, pulled my book up online, because uh, I was gonna go to Amazon and look at reviews, and I noticed that Walmart has my book. <laughs> they picked it up so i, I was remember like, the day you posted that on social media girl i cried so hard i was like thank you jesus <laughs> there's a section um, where i like to talk about the whale in in the podcast the whale and i really want to hear from you how do you stay connected to the source what does your day-to-day um spiritual journey looks like but how do you stay connected to god from day to day well number one I limit these phone conversations. The phone is a breeding ground for mess ladies and men, if we have some men watching. The phone is a breeding ground for mess. It is. And so <laughs> I, I limit those phone conversations. I don't really talk much, but my morning routine, I definitely get up and pray. And I may not get up and pray. I may just lay there and have a little talk with God, you know, it just depends mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, so I go, I, I began my day with prayer, you know, and get my daughter up and do the normal routine or whatever. But a lot of my time that I consecrate with God is at night. When I come home from work and I get a shower and I settle down, I am, and during this season, uh, Dr. Darius Daniels, Pastor Jerry Flowers, uh, Pastor Keon Henderson, I I follow those men and they always seem to have, I I binge watch sermons. Mm. And so for the single ladies who have a, who are not dating, because I told God, I said, you real funny. You threw COVID in the mix for us single women because we can't even go on no dates with nobody. <laughs> you, you meet somebody in the store, they looking at you, you see them from here, here. I don't know what their grill look like under the exactly, bag. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and so I'm like, God, you got jokes. If you ever wanted me to be selling, but you threw COVID out there to help me abstain. <laughs> and so... I binge watch sermons on Friday nights and Saturday nights. And then I prepare for whatever I have to do on Sunday for church. But Friday night, because that used to be my little weeknight, because my daughter goes over her dance every weekend. So I'm pretty much an empty nester every weekend. So you know Satan trying to come in. So I make sure I'm doing something with the word. I'm serious, sister. I just, didn't I tell you a few minutes ago, my flesh was the problem. So I binge watch sermons every weekend and then I work on messages that I have to work on. And I just mm-hmm. kind of take time to worship and then I'm a music person. So yeah. I the music until I fall asleep and I mm-hmm. and I try my best. I had to retrain myself. Like I love R&B. I love all type of music, but I can't listen to R. Kelly, the greatest sex I ever had. Before. Honey, I can't listen to that no more. Can't feed my spirit with it. <laughs> You're gonna be talking about me when we get out of this. <laughs> you said some stuff I can't say, but you keep on going. <laughs> I'm, I'm good, love. I ain't gonna take it too far, but I'm just saying you asked me what I have to do. That's what and I, I'm, that's, that's exactly what I have right. to do. I can't feed my spirit with certain things anymore. I can't have certain conversations anymore. I can't go certain places anymore. And that's just being real, but I'm gonna say this. Living a saved life is not a boring life. That's right. It's a blessed life. And so when I got to that point to where I could accept living a saved life is not boring. It's a blessed life. When people stop inviting me to the cookouts and stuff, because they don't want minister to me Mm -hmm. (laughs) while they turn it up. And I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. And so 
life is just different now. Life is different, but it's yeah. a good difference, and I embrace it. So that's good. That's good. <laughs> the smile on your face says that it's a good life. It is. It's a good it life. Is. Um, it is. And you're full of life. You. Whenever I see you on social media and, and everybody, I have never met her face to face. So all of this is kicked off from social media, being in the middle of a pandemic and watching people release books and wanting to see, well, who is that? So, um, but when I see you, you know, you're joyful, you're beautiful, you know, you're stylish. And, you know, I just want young women to know, like, we don't have to be dusty. We don't have to be homely. Like we can worship God and still have our edges laid, you know, we can worship God, still put on lipstick. And so I don't, I try my best not to present to any, any women that this got to be boring because my life ain't, is not boring. Not at all. I might not put it all on social media, but it definitely ain't boring. Yeah, exactly. Decent and in order. That's right. Decent and in order. <laughs> so I'm thinking about all the women that are going to watch this. And so I have a lot of men, male watchers as well. But specifically, I'm thinking about women because I do feel I do. I got I get that from you. Your that gift with women and being in the salon, being at church, what you do, even the devotional. I, that is the energy I get. The deliverer, the, the healer, the one that assists. You know, we know God is the ultimate yeah, yeah, healer, but yeah, exactly. we are vessels. We are mediums for the power of God to be used through, whether through words, through laying on hands, through perceptions changing but I'm thinking about those women that are going to be listening that are listening right now what would you say to them is there something that you want to leave them with on tonight let me sum it up without being long-winded <laughs> I would say when you can't believe anyone else when you can't believe your friends when you can't believe your family when you can't believe your significant other believe God just believe God, believe God, trust him. You have to, there's nothing else. Sometimes people think I like my children, they really generally like, will be like, mama now crying again, <laughs> you know? But, you know, I know my tears have gone from tears of sorrow to tears of joy and gratitude because of who God is in my life. You know, not because of what he does for me, you know, but who he is to me. So believe God. If you want to open up a business, believe God. If you want to write a book, believe God. If you want to do a mentoring program, believe God. You got to believe God. Do your research. Take your time to consecrate yourself with him. Fasting and praying is a must in my life. So just believe God. Don't let a devil in hell tell you you're less than. Don't let a devil in, in hell tell you that you cannot succeed. You cannot do this. You are not good enough. Believe God. Believe what he said. He said, you are more than a conqueror. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. Believe God. That's it. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Well, thank you for joining us tonight. We're going to get this word out about this book as much as, much as possible um, I applaud you for being obedient to the voice of God. Cause I think you said somewhere about obedience, <laughs> but you were obedient to the voice of God and seeing where that gets you. And I heard again, another thing, I just want to, the things that stuck out to me the most about taking what God has given you to sow into others. Um, that is such a powerful principle. Um, we reap what we sow. Whoo. 
you cannot expect a harvest if you have not sown. And I believe in sowing number one into the kingdom of God, but sowing into other people in ways that, you know, in a way that can help them thrive and survive. Um, and, and being in the middle of the pandemic, people need to survive, but I want to see them thrive as well. So I want to say this because you just said this about reaping and sowing. Sometimes we often think about reaping and sowing just in a harvest form. Mm -hmm. uh, but at the end of the day, I have done so many terribly bad, made so many bad decisions in my past, done some things, hurt some people. You know, I've been on the giving end of betrayal, on the mm -hmm. end of hurt. And I literally, my daily prayer a lot now is, um, I, Lord, I said, Lord, I speak crop failure on all the bad seeds that I sow. So, believe a good harvest, but you better repent for them bad seeds you sow. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so, That's I right. see crop failure on the bad seeds that I have sown in my life. Yes, yes. So, you guys, it's been Tamika Taylor, yes. Broken to Better Women's Daily Devotional. I want you to go out to Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, Books a Million, Walmart. And get a copy of this book. And if you are you already have a copy, I'm asking you to take another step and get a copy for somebody else. Aww. You will never know how somebody's life can be blessed and by getting a different perspective, especially men. But you know, sometimes your woman, the woman in your life needs a woman's perspective about the word of God. And so I just want to encourage you all to do that. Um, but thank you guys for tuning in and we'll see you on the other side.